Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Minister Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's episode of our Truth Tidbits as we continue reading through the scriptures this year. God bless you, and thank you for tuning in. Today we are in the book of Revelation, and I'd like to cover in Revelation chapter 14, verses 6 through 8, and discuss these today. Revelation 14, verse 6, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. And another angel followed, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. In this small passage, we're introduced to the first two of three very special angels that are on very special assignments. We don't know these angels, they're not named but we are told of their special assignments and what they are doing. We covered the first of those in the last episode. The first flying angel is going around heralding and preaching the everlasting gospel of Jesus Christ everywhere and to everyone. And so we looked at that in the previous episode in some detail. Now we begin to talk about the second angel. And the second angel will fly around and make a decree. And this decree is a judgment and reckoning has come to Babylon. It is released. It is on the way. Why is Babylon singled out here? Well, if you look back in scripture, you can trace it all the way back to the book of Genesis. Every false religion, every idolatry, and every rebellion was rooted in Babylon. It all traced back to the beginning where its beginning was in Babylon. I want to read two passages from Genesis real quick. The first passage is in Genesis chapter 10, and I want to read verses 8 through 12. Cush begat Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore it is said, like Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. And the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, Erech, Akkad, and Kalne, in the land of Shinar. From that land he went to Assyria and built Nineveh, Rehoboth-ir, Kelah, and Rezin, between Nineveh and Kelah, that is, the principal city. So here we learn about the very beginnings of Babel, or Babylon, in the land of Shinar, and we see that it is from this man named Nimrod. And we also see that Nimrod was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Now what that means, and his actual name means rebellion or rebel. It means he was rebelling against the Lord in the Lord's face, so to speak. So it would be like today when we say someone got in your face. He was getting in God's face, so to speak, in rebellion. 
Now let's look over at Genesis chapter 11, and I just want to read verses 1 through 9. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech, and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone, and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower, whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language, and this is what they begin to do. Now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they ceased building the city. Therefore the name is called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. So here we find out what they were doing in this place that Nimrod had built. Nimrod was this rebel against God, a very evil man, a very idolatrous and demonic man. He even sought after things that were of evil and of the evil one. Babel or Babylon is taken from the word that means confusion. All idolatry and false religion or religious worship has its root traced back to Babylon. Therefore, Babylon is responsible for leading the whole world astray ever since the days of Nimrod in Genesis 10 and 11. Now, God takes this very seriously. I want us to look at a passage in Matthew chapter 18 first. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe to the world because of offenses, for offenses must come. But woe to that man by whom the offense comes. So Jesus is telling us here that the world is going to be filled with people who are going to lead astray, who are going to seek to do that, who are going to seek to bring offense and put stumbling blocks in the way of the people who are trying to serve the Lord or trying to get to know God in truth and sincerity, those who are trying to follow him. And he compares them to little children. And he said we need to become as a little child in sense of simple, genuine, and innocent faith 
and belief in Him and just following and trusting Him as our Father and just simply putting our our faith and our trust in Him as our leader, as our Father, as the one who knows us and who loves us and who sees us. And we're seeking after Him, but others are trying to put stumbling blocks in the way. And Jesus here proclaims a deep and sincere, serious woe and warning to those who would seek to deceive, who would seek to put stumbling blocks in the way of people, and who would seek to divert them away from God and lead them astray. And he says that it was better for that person that a millstone be hung about their neck, and then they be cast into the depth of the sea. So Jesus takes it very seriously when anyone, he said, leads even one of the little ones away. That's even talking about the little children. He brought the little children, and he used that as an example. We better be careful, and we need to make sure that what we are leading others to is Jesus and the truth of the word of the living God, because it's very serious business with God when someone leads astray. And Babylon has been responsible for leading millions and billions astray all the way back since the days of Nimrod. And so now judgment is decreed to Babylon. I want to read a few verses here from Isaiah chapter 14. For the Lord will have mercy on Jacob and will still choose Israel and settle them in their own land. The strangers will be joined with them, and they will cling to the house of Jacob. Then people will take them and bring them to their place, and the house of Israel will possess them for servants and maids in the land of the Lord. They will take them captive whose captives they were, and rule over their oppressors. It shall come to pass, in the day the Lord gives you rest from your sorrow and from your fear and the hard bondage in which you were made to serve, that you will take up this proverb against the king of Babylon and say, How the oppressor has ceased, the golden city ceased. The Lord has broken the staff of the wicked, the scepter of the rulers. He who struck the people in wrath with a continual stroke, he who ruled the nations in anger, is persecuted and no one hinders. The whole earth is at rest and quiet. They break forth into singing. Indeed, the cypress trees rejoice over you and the cedars of Lebanon, saying, Since you were cut down, no woodsman has come up against us. Hell from beneath is excited about you to meet you at your coming. It stirs up the dead for you, all the chief ones of the earth. It has raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. They shall all speak and say to you, Have you also become as weak as me? Have you become like us? Your pomp is brought down to Sheol and the sound of your stringed instruments. The maggot is spread over you and worms cover you. Now I want to skip on down to verse 22. For I will rise up against them, says the Lord of hosts, and cut off from Babylon the name and remnant and offspring and posterity, says the Lord. I will also make it a possession for the porcupine and marshes of muddy water. I will sweep it with the broom of destruction, says the Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, 
so it shall come to pass. And as I have purposed, so it will stand. That I will break the Assyrian in my land and on my mountains tread him underfoot. Then his yoke shall be removed from them and his burden removed from their shoulders. This is the purpose that is purposed against the whole earth. And this is the hand that is stretched out over all the nations. For the Lord of hosts has purposed and who will annul it? His hand is stretched out and who will turn it back? And then lastly, for this section, I want us to read Jeremiah chapter 51, a few verses there. Now we will see and discuss Babylon again in later episodes, Lord willing. But I want to read these few verses right now in reference to Babylon's destruction decreed. The sound of a cry comes from Babylon. This is beginning in Jeremiah 51, verse 54. The sound of a cry comes from Babylon and great destruction from the land of the Chaldeans. Because the Lord is plundering Babylon and silencing her loud voice. Though her waves roar like great waters and the noise of their voice is uttered, because the plunderer comes against her, against Babylon, and her mighty men are taken, every one of their bows is broken, for the Lord is the God of recompense. He will surely repay. And I will make drunk her princes and wise men, her governors, her deputies, and her mighty men, and they shall sleep a perpetual sleep and not awake, says the king, whose name is the Lord of hosts. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the broad walls of Babylon shall be utterly broken and her high gates shall be burned with fire. The people will labor in vain and the nations because of the fire and they shall be weary. The word which Jeremiah the prophet commanded Sarah, the son of Neriah, the son of Mashiach, when he went with Zedekiah, the king of Judah, to Babylon in the fourth year of his reign, and Sarah was the quartermaster. So Jeremiah wrote in a book all the evil that would come upon Babylon, all these words that are written against Babylon. And Jeremiah said to Sarah, When you arrive in Babylon and see it and read all these words, then you shall say, O Lord, you have spoken against this place to cut it off so that none shall remain in it, neither man nor beast, but it shall be desolate forever. Now, I want to stop right here for just a moment. So Jeremiah is prophetically speaking about the destruction of Babylon after the captivity of Israel. What had happened is God is judging. He is using Babylon at this time to judge his nation, Israel, and to discipline them so Babylon at this time is being used as a chastising instrument in God's hand to chastise and to discipline his people for their idolatry and rebellion against God and their sin. That had been prophesied before they're going into Babylon for 70 years of the captivity. All of that has already been prophesied and understood in other places in scripture. But what's happened is Babylon, all the way back to Nimrod, has been boasting against the Lord, has been in rebellion against the Lord. And when they get the Jewish people in there, there, there comes certain blessings to the Jewish people and God protects them there. But Babylon misuses and abuses its authority over God's people. 
And so when God uses something to judge his people, and then that something or someone turns around, that someone turns around and takes it beyond God's discipline, takes it beyond and, and begins to abuse them and mistreat his people and rebel against him, he will still judge that nation. He is going to bring vengeance on that nation once his time of discipline for his people is completed. So part of these things have been fulfilled in part against Babylon way long ago, but not all. And so this is why we come to Revelation 14 and we see Babylon's ultimate destruction because Babylon continued to lead people astray, continued to bring people into witchcraft and into all forms of idolatry and false religions. Even up to this very day, false religions, idolatry, and witchcraft can be traced back to those early days in Genesis when Nimrod rebelled against the Lord and built the Tower of Babel. So this is what's happening here. Jeremiah now is speaking prophetically to the end of Babylon in a coming time, partially at that time, but way into the future. Let's continue the reading. In verse 63, it says this, Now it shall be when you have finished reading this book that you shall tie a stone to it and throw it out into the Euphrates. Now, that sounds very similar to exactly what Jesus said in Matthew 18 about one who would lead astray. It would be better for them if a stone, a millstone, were hung about their neck and they were cast into the depth of the sea. Here we see very similar language in Jeremiah as he is instructed and instructing as to what to do with this book that has decreed the end of Babylon and the destruction of Babylon that ultimately will come. And he's told to tie a stone around it and throw it into the Euphrates River. Very similar to exactly what Jesus said to have the person that's leading astray have a millstone tied around his neck, hung about his neck, and thrown into the depths of the sea. God's very serious about people who lead astray. And he's very serious about bringing his vengeance and his judgment upon them because of the fact that they have influenced people against him and led them to their destruction. And, and God takes it very seriously. When we lead anybody, we must lead them to Jesus and we must lead them to the truth. It's very serious business how we influence other people. God takes it very seriously. Verse 64, Then you shall say, Thus Babylon shall sink and not rise from the catastrophe that I will bring upon her, and they shall be weary. Thus far the words of Jeremiah. So here we see the destruction of Babylon proclaimed, and we understand from all the days of Nimrod all the way, through Isaiah and Jeremiah's writings, and then from Jesus' own words in Matthew, why Babylon will be destroyed and is going to be fallen and unable to ever rise from that. <music>
Now we'll, as I said, discuss more about Babylon in future episodes, Lord willing. But for today, we need to understand that this angel is flying around, coming forth, sent by God, and the decree is released. We read in Isaiah just a little while ago where God said, I've already purposed it. It's going to be done. What I say, nobody can annul it. It will happen. There'll be no change to it. There's no going back. It is a done deal because of their pernicious sin, rebellion, witchcraft, idolatry, and evil that they have brought. Doom is now decreed. It will not be changed. It will happen as decreed. Her ruin is certain. I want to close us out with this final scripture in Isaiah chapter 21. And I want to read beginning in verse 1. The burden against the wilderness of the sea. As whirlwinds in the south pass through, so it comes from the desert, from a terrible land. A distressing vision is declared to me. The treacherous dealer deals treacherously, and the plunderer plunders. Go up, O Elam, besiege, O Media. All its sighings I have made to cease. Therefore my loins are filled with pain. Pangs have taken hold of me like the pangs of a woman in labor. I was distressed when I heard it. I was dismayed when I saw it. My heart wavered. Fearfulness frightened me. The night for which I longed, he turned into fear for me. Prepare the table, set a watchman in the tower. Eat and drink, arise, you princes, anoint the shield. For thus has the Lord said to me, Go, set a watchman, let him declare what he sees. And he saw a chariot with a pair of horsemen, a chariot of donkeys and a chariot of camels. And he listened earnestly with great care. Then he cried, A lion, my Lord. I stand continually on the watchtower in the daytime. I have sat at my post every night. And look, here comes a chariot of men with a pair of horsemen. Then he answered and said, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. And all the carved images of her gods, he has broken to the ground. O my threshing and the grain of my floor, that which I have heard from the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have declared to you. Now in this vision that Isaiah is bringing to our attention and and bringing forth according to the word of the Lord, he looks in this vision somehow. He is brought to see a chariot of men and a pair of horsemen. It appears that way to him. This may be imagery that correlates in some way with the actual Revelation 14 angel that is commissioned by God, the second angel that's flying around because the decree is the exact same. Babylon is fallen, is fallen. And all the carved images of her gods, he has broken to the ground. Babylon is fallen. The decree has already been declared. And so Isaiah prophetically spoke about it here in Isaiah 21. And now it begins to happen according to Revelation 14 at that time. And it will be completed. Now this is during the tribulation time period. And by the end of the tribulation, it will be completed exactly as Isaiah and Jeremiah prophesied 
God brings vengeance and justice. So this angel is flying around decreeing that the day of reckoning has come for Babylon because they have led people astray all the way back to the days of Nimrod in Genesis 10 and 11. And God's day of reckoning has finally come. And God is going to deal with Babylon. And Babylon is fallen according to the declared decree of the Lord. We need to understand that it's very serious business with God about our influence over other people. And I pray that this has been a blessing to you. And Lord willing, you can join us again for future episodes of Truth Tidbits. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.